And we are back here once again with another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 231, with Mr. Beals Hub, actually. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. Devil Made Me Do It, actually. Uh, the only reason why I would even know the name of Beals initially is because there was a Yu-Gi-Oh card called Beals the Diabolic Dragons or something. And then there was Beals this, the Diabolic something else. And I was like, okay, this is some pretty demonic stuff here, but with <laughs> here. So that's the reason why I heard the name Beals before. But, um, you know, I think I, you're part of the Legion of Memers, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, so I had on your the initial person of it. I forgot his name, uh, but I had him no on. Green before. Rocks? Yeah, yeah, I had him on. Yeah. Awesome guy. You know, I keep telling him he if he wears that mask outside, he's gonna look like he's a fucking terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell him you looking like you're you looking like you're part of Al Qaeda, dude. Don't wear that outside. <laughs> but yeah. I get why he does. He he said before because you know protecting his face on the internet because people are just fucking weird and they'll try to ruin your life for everything. But uh, nice to meet you, man. How are you doing, brother? Nice to meet you. Pretty good. Pretty good. So, how was your life growing up? Let's start with your origin story first, and then we'll get into the juicy stuff. Uh, I've grew up in California, uh, about midway uh, Sacramento, essentially around there. Oh uh, shit! You were in the capital. Because I'm in California yeah. too. You grew up in the actual capital. Holy fuck! Okay. Yeah, just just outside of it, small town outside of it. So I spend a lot of time there. Uh, well, it's so expensive there. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot more <laughs> now though. Uh, when I I've moved up to the northern part of California, when uh, uh the house was sold, it sold for about double what I paid for it. It was really? uh, yeah, fi- uh, five hundred thousand. I told people yeah. now you can't buy a fucking house in California now. That's just yeah, you really can't. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. But I'm I am still in there, uh, mm-hmm. mostly because I got family here, and I'm. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I wish I could get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just a uh, normal childhood. Uh, you know, n- nothing uh, particular. Uh, I. Grew. Uh, I'm dyslexic, so a lot of my uh, school I was in uh, uh, actually special education uh, because mm. they didn't know what to do with me. Uh, you know, with learning disabilities. Uh, then grew up. Uh, went through high school. Got out. Uh, were you ever, then, were you ever like bullied because you had dyslexia? Uh, yeah. Uh, got in plenty of fights, uh, when it actually got sent over to the, uh, I guess you would call it the, the troubled high school, uh, you know, where you get sent when you have bad truancy and you're getting into many fights, uh, essentially mm-hmm. court appointed high school at that point, uh, for the last little bit of mine, uh, cause of it. But yeah, I mean, not, not to an, uh, uh, awful extreme, but that's because I'm a, uh, I was a big enough guy that, you know, it wasn't the bullying wasn't okay. too much of an issue. More, more fights. Did you ever over. play sports or anything growing up? Uh, No. My knees, I have a knee problem where my kneecap actually slides around. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, it's, just, it's, you're just all defective then. <laughs> yeah, I'm all, I'm all messed up. So, I got to send you back to the factory. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So I tried wrestling, but like literally the second I was in the side stance and somebody pushed on me, my kneecap would slide. And my knee would swell up and I wouldn't be able to walk for a couple of days. So I was all like, you know, I just couldn't do any sport that I wouldn't get wrecked uh, really easily. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, that, otherwise, pretty pretty normal childhood. Nothing uh, too, you know, crazy. Uh, always been a nerd about stuff. Always loved the uh, comic books, movies, uh, TV shows. Uh, gravitated towards kind of the, the pothead group, to be honest. Uh but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing too spectacular about the devil. So, how old are you? How old are you now? I am forty. Forty. Okay. So you were born at yeah, like don't what? sound it. 80, 80s, 85, 83. Okay, so you're around for a lot of stuff, actually. Were you ever into yeah. like uh, comic books? Actually. Yeah, I've I've always I've always I've always said that I'm out of nerdum. I'm kind of the what's the what's the phrase um jack of all trades master of none 
<laughs> I love all stuff nerdy, I, but I am non-expert in any one nerd thing. Uh, so, yeah, I can't sit there and say I'm, I'm an expert in comics, but I've read plenty of comics. I owned a bunch of comics at one point. So it's just. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, what makes you not really want to buy comics now? Like, are you if you do uh, all, if, like, I, if you would even buy comics now, what, what, what would you even buy then? If I was going to start buying comics again, I definitely would get into the the independent stuff. I, I love this this movement we have right now where people are creating their own things, making their own things, coming up with new ideas. I uh, I just lost any interest in any of the, you know, DC, uh, Marvel, any of the Black Horse, any of those anymore. They just, like I said, it's, it, it's obviously they don't want the fans they had. They're obviously uh, just dismissed us as a mm-hmm. lot of uh, these these uh, industries have mm-hmm. so i you know i'm one of those kind of guys where it's like if you don't want me here i won't be here and so i just noped out stopped buying haven't really seen anything that would draw me back but i i have really got excited about the the this this new wave of people creating their own comics their own kind of entertainment and and what that has created is really cool yeah i th- i um have been getting some indie stuff myself. Me and my friend were just talking about this uh, just yesterday where, you, you know, there is this overabundance of stories they're pushing out right now. And whether or not people are buying them, people are going to realize um, these companies really don't really under even like even come close to understand what's really going on anymore. You know, like they make so much money. I guess you could say of like other merchandising deals that the quality of the freaking floppies has gone down to the absolute toilet. That's not to say that everything is bad, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if I got some of these books on my pull list and I would read this shit, I would just be so fucking angry. It's like, you know, hard earned money is like hard to come by. You know, if you work all the time, you want to make sure you're spending your money on good stuff, even if it's really cheap. And that's been the consistent price you've been paying for for so long. You'd rather it be a, you know, a pretty good thing and yeah with the way books are looking like now you know if people are asking me what do i get into i'm, I'm always I'll always recommend the stuff that is just either critically acclaimed or it's stuff that people have you know talked about and the word of mouth is so strong on it that it's just i know if you get it you're gonna have a good time with it like one of the most recent books people have talked about that is really good I, I, I'm, I'm gonna get get a chance to read it soon i got in the mail very i got the got in the mail like yesterday or something was um the Last Ronin, TMNT, The Last Ronin. That's probably mm. one of the, the most recent new books that everyone just goes like, this is really good. So it's not like they can't create good stuff. Like That's not even Marvel and DC. That's IDW. But IDW, as you would know, it's fucking horseshit. But <laughs> we know they can create good shit. Like when you put good writers on stuff, you can put good creatives behind it. We know they can create good stuff. There's this thing in sports where I don't know if you watch competitive sports if you watch like football or basketball or anything or hockey or baseball or whatever remember there there's that meme of like when a really hyped up team fucking chokes in like a big game and then it's like when does this team show up i'm i'm just waiting for marvel and dc to show up that's what yeah. i'm waiting for you know how about you show up first like i like what eric i don't know like july but i, I, yeah. I like what eric july is doing with the Riververse. you know if people want like another bigger company to start you know getting more traction and coming up well then go support that People always say they want different stuff. There's a different alternative for you there right now. The end delivers the books on time. You're not waiting like a year for the book, actually. I told people, um, if you're into I- indie uh, stuff, there's this great indie uh, website right here. I, I'll link it to you because you, you said you like the independent stuff, right? Yeah. This one is like Amazon, uh, but it prints the books on demand, uh, and you just pay the shipping, right? So you get a Whatever title is there, uh, sometimes they're a little bit slow on up, up updating certain titles, um, mm-hmm. but it's print on demand. So if you, when you buy it, they print on demand, they ship it to you. That's it. That's IndiePlanet.com. It's the same thing like Amazon print on demand for like authors out there that you know utilize that actually. You can go there, search through many titles that exist, you know, yeah. uh, number ones, number twos, whatever's out there, you know. So yeah. let me know what you yeah. think, think of that. Yeah, they the it, it's incredible that the we've we found ourselves in this opportunity 
because mm-hmm. of these companies pushing the way they have really really detrimental to their their survival to be honest uh it, it's incredible that we found ourselves in this opportunity for people who've who've you know i'm i'm sure there were creative people who had great ideas before they just didn't have a way to have it happen they didn't have a way right. for it to come to fruition mm-hmm. uh their books their their comic books their their movies uh you have you know and now because of this we have seen a rise in independent movies they're doing well smaller budget but but studios doing movies you right now you see godzilla minus one is rocketing up the thing on a 15 million dollar budget they've already made their money back easy they're gonna Mm -hmm. make a a shit ton of money off of it they just extended the uh showings here in america because they were only supposed to have like a week or two week run yeah they they only had like um the limited showing so for anybody anybody doesn't know so movie theaters it's the industry is really fucked but i I guess the easiest point i can bring up is the highest amount of theaters you can get is like four thousand three hundred ish yeah, they, it, it actually did so well that they actually extended that. So if you have a limited run movie, if it does really well, theaters will go, OK, we'll give you more. We'll give you more slots, actually. Yeah. And Godzilla Minus One was on a 15 million dollar budget. And but just, just by the trailers alone looks way better than movies that have had like oh, yeah. 200 million dollar budgets like The Flash, The Marvels, Thor Love and Shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that's exactly it. It's is we're gonna see this. With, we've seen this with music. We've seen this across the board. All these industries that have have decided to turn their back on on the people who have been uh, giving them money for you know decades, and this independent like you know creative force that we see happening now in all the industries, and they're being successful. They're making money. They're creating new stuff. And it's just, it's, it's great to like actually talk to people who are in it, but also just see it happening. Uh, like you said, the Ripperverse. It's it's so amazing to see Eric. He was talking about it for like a year and a half before he mm-hmm. started it. And everyone just kept doubting him, saying, Yeah, sure, sure, you're gonna create a universe mm-hmm. with your comics. Sure, you're gonna do this. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and Look at what he's done. Past three comics, uh, millions, millions and millions of dollars on each one, mm-hmm. showing that he what he was thinking and what he's done is successful and has a, a longevity to it. And so, I, I'm just here for. It. I just, I just love those. And I remember on. what was originally said. It was like, oh, if you don't like the stuff they're doing, go make your own. Go make his own. People still bitch and complain. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. it the the goalpost moving is is a real thing. They uh, they told us create your own stuff, do your own stuff. We did it. We're being successful, and now they're complaining that somehow we destroyed their industries. You have them saying, "Why aren't you reading comics anymore? You told us those comics weren't for us. You told us to shut up and go do our own thing. Now we're doing mm-hmm. it." And uh, the bitterness, the saltiness from from people on that side who are. Uh, upset about that is is extreme at this point mind baffling dude and it's so crazy because if you if you start diving into like so many specifics around the comic industry itself you start Mm -hmm. to realize these people just did it to themselves all Mm -hmm. these many years all this prolonged shit system that they've had for so many years like there's no way this keeps up more years from now they're like they're, this this is just a bubble that's just gonna burst like a lot of that stuff started bursting i, I don't know if you're f- too familiar with like esports but you know that bubble burst with a lot of those esport leagues actually the the superhero you could say movie bubble burst a little bit while back you could say this year honestly a lot of them just flopped outright you look back to last year the numbers weren't doing so well just so much stuff is just gone down the toilet it's gone on the drain quality yeah. is just really not there anymore i'm not saying obviously i'm not saying for everything because there's some movies that come out that are still good but yeah. you know when there's so little movies coming out that are good to, to the amount that coming out that are bad the good movies that are coming out they, they just get drowned out in the conversation like you know people just can't help but talk about how bad the other ones are because they're just so glaringly bad it's just what's going to be it's going to dominate the conversation you know 
Yeah, I mean, God, I could count probably on one hand the movies that came out last year that I truly want to see again, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, and yeah, and you're right. They, everyone sits there and says that that our side of things, uh, that I, I guess the fellowship is the best way to always uh, call it, mm-hmm. is always so negative. We're always so negative about stuff. Hey, we want good stuff. We want this stuff. I wish we could make more videos about mm-hmm. am- amazing movies that just excite us. But that's not what they're giving us. We can only critique mm-hmm. and we can only talk about and we can only discuss the materials we are given. Shows, mm-hmm. t- uh, movies, comics, uh, whatever it is, we can only go on what is provided. And if they're mm-hmm. providing us junk, all we can do is tell you is junk. Whenever there's a really good movie, we talk about it. We sometimes we do several videos on how great that one thing is. But like I like you were saying, it's it's a few and far between situation. We can mm-hmm. you know. So like I, I, I told people the same same thing that like you did. Like I I love when things come out that are good. Like I love when those things happen. I I, I will talk about them. I always try to make sure when good things happen, I'll I will definitely bring them up. But it's like. It's so few far in between because there's always so much bad that comes out. <laughs> yeah. Like every yeah. day you're hearing about some fucking race swap or gender swap shit. It's like, fuck, can I go one day without this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's every, it, I, I'd say probably, I, I try not to on my channel uh, do too many reviews. If I'm, I'm planning on maybe doing reviews at some point, but I'm going to do them on older movies for fun of it mm-hmm. uh but i don't really do reviews on the newer stuff just because one there's plenty of people doing it and so i don't mm-hmm. think my opinion is you know it's like yeah i'm the 80th person who's had this opinion uh type thing so i've, I've kind of stayed out of that but also because it does get monotonous i understand the people who sit there and say we are negative and, and stuff because it, it, but forced to by the situation so i i try to stay out of that uh, I talk about it when I'm on other people's shows, but I try to stay out of it just because it it does it does get it sucks that we are forced into having to be negative all the time. But like I said, it's it's definitely a necessity that we're forced into where we're mm-hmm. we're put in that situation. I, I would much rather sit there and tell you that the past seven movies I've seen are amazing, and I you know will watch them a hundred times more. I miss those days when you could have a movie so good that you wa- you go to the theaters four times to see it and then you buy it when it comes to DVD and you watch it 20 times after that. Those days I think are gone, uh, you know, or at least uh, limited. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, I, I think we're winning. I think we're pushing back. So hopefully at some point, some of these uh, yeah. movie theater uh, creators, uh, will learn the lessons that we've been telling them for the past, you know, 10 know. years yeah. at this point. I, I know people have that position too. I'm not saying that's your whole position, but I know people have that. And it's like, just the, just look at what happened yesterday when, or a few days back when I, one store owner came out and he started going over like just issues about the comic industry. And this is not some analyst like we are. This is some, this is an actual store owner saying what the issues are. It's an actual person ordering the products and you know looking at the day-to-day operations of the stuff and then the entire industry just went up and they were, they were just so such an asshole to him for the most part yeah. like these people don't even think there's issues to begin with they're literally licking marvel and dc's boots for what 60 dollars a page to write mm-hmm. a comic book in 2023 when we know there's other people paying way better than that when the indie scene paying way better than that like this is ridiculous i'm being bamboozled <laughs> yeah yeah I, I saw those videos that guy he's just being honest about what it, it, having mm-hmm. a business and having it affected he's just mm-hmm. being straight up honest about it uh we've heard it from gary who used to own the comic book shop how how this right? is they think he's the worst thing ever and it's like bruh what is wrong with some of you people yeah, and and the thing is, it, it was a mm-hmm. real betrayal of people like that because comic book or 
uh, store owners, when they built their comic book store, they knew that they were never going to make a billion dollars at it. It's just not that kind of business. It, but it's a business you get into because you're passionate about it. You love comic books. You want to see other people enjoy them as much as you do. You want to provide that to them. So these small owners of small businesses looking to the industry that they count on, and the industry essentially said, we don't care. We don't care that what we're putting out is going to make you go bankrupt. We don't care that it's going to close down your dream that you, you know, you took your life uh, savings and invested in a small place to become a comic book store owner because you remember being in the comic book store when you were a kid. We don't care. We're going to keep putting out stuff that pushes a message that we like and you be damned, even though you guys are the the structure on which our industry is able to make money. You know, you make us work. That was a big betrayal. And I I feel bad for anybody who's still doing it. You know it's crazy, Matt? Don't you find it weird that even if you have experience in the said thing and you know about the day-to-day operations and obviously running a store, you're paying rent, lights, gas, internet, product, all that stuff, right? Employees, yeah. all that shit. Yeah. But even that's not good enough for people to understand your base point. You find that so disrespectful out of people. It's just so weird how I, I, I try to think like, oh, this is there's gonna be a day they're 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 gonna change their mindsets. If this is how I lose faith in some people. If you can't, if people can't even understand someone's point of view that's actually working in the space, I don't even know how we salvage that person's brain. I think you just gotta throw that person away. If someone can't even objectively see it from the, the actual owner's point of view, we're all screwed. These people, they, they just can't learn. Just burn it to the yeah. ground at that point. You know, man? <laughs> yeah. When, when your message is more important to you than compassion, what, what are we supposed to do with that? And that's that's right? what they're lacking. Yeah. That it's, it's you're more literally just to- you're you're literally just at the point where even if I'm in the day to day operations, none of this matters because these people will sit here and I don't know, gaslight you and say I'm the piece of shit. I even though you're writing trash, I can't sell your trash. And if I say it's trash, I'm the bad guy. Like, what? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, it's uh. it's and the, the funny thing is is I've always I've always been uh more to the conservative th- side of things. So I've always noticed little things that I I thought was like, "Oh, that's kind of agenda push. That's kind of weird." Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's it's this acceleration that they've gone into where now they're every single character they have to try to find a way to put some sort of message to it. Mm-hmm. That has really woken up a lot of other people, a lot of people who weren't as uh, noticing these things. Uh, I mean, God, just recently you had them uh, change that now uh, Nightcrawler doesn't have a dad. No, he has two moms and he was born he from out the of backside. Butt. Yeah. <laughs> which is like... at, came out of her pussy from the back. You, <laughs> no, guys, you actually can't make this stuff up. He actually, Nightcrawler's origin story has gotten retconned in 2023 where mystique apparently now can molecularly change her genetics and her female eggs to sperm to have a baby through her pussy from the back yeah yeah i know i just said that and i know it sounds really stupid (laughs) that's actually what happened you can't great jerry springer said you can't make this up you can't you can't I can't believe. I just can't believe yeah. that happens. And literally, that doesn't even make sense. You can't molecular change your fucking DNA cells to get to, fucking hell. Oh god. Yeah. And then you hear people saying like, "I've dropped my this comic book shop owner." Remember this other one came out like earlier this year, and he said his reader base of thirteen, like like many years, twenty, thirty, some plus years or whatever. Even when he got a chance here at the shop, they dropped their X Men pulls since like. 20 the customers he had on the x-men runs is like 2010 dropped all their fucking x-men books like the x-men have been tarnished for fucking forever at this point like there's no coming back that just needs a complete reboot or you know marvel's redoing their ultimate universe do an ultimate universe x-men where it's you know i don't gotta look look at this horse shit anymore because this is just unacceptable you know yeah 
it well it it could be like uh i i know eric was talking about about a year ago he said uh you know what if if any of these guys start to collapse and have to start selling off these assets he's all i might be down to buy you know like iron man or something and that might be where it is they might have to actually start selling off character assets just to to keep alive because they become that weak they were at a, at a certain point, they stopped caring about the comics and cared more about their movie universes because they were making more money off those. Unfortunately, that's collapsing now, too. So they Marvel can't count on making billions off of Marvel movies. And so now they're just going to have to... And Disney's losing too much money. They're, they're to the point where, at some point, they might have to sell Marvel off. So what is Marvel going to do at that point? The only thing they can do is start selling off assets and hoping that they can stay afloat. And like I said, maybe some of these independent comic creators will buy the characters and say, hey, I'm going to reboot it under this you know, new kind of umbrella and start it all over. And so maybe maybe that's how we'll save it. Maybe some company that that isn't going to push a woke agenda will buy X-Men and we'll start getting a, a new stories, uh, but with the characters we love. And then that's where we might have to hope for it. So how did you get into a Legion of Memers actually? Uh, whew, that was uh weird. Uh, I, when I originally started out on YouTube was, uh, I, I started watching YouTube a long time ago and I was watching mm -hmm. shit Lords. I don't know if you're, you know, that far back. The shit Lords came out of the uh, skeptic community mm -hmm. uh, and it was kind of the beginning of this pushback against, uh, third wave feminism and intersectionality. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I morphed from there. I started watching a lot of gaming content for the mm -hmm. nerdiness of it. Uh, I wanted to see people play games that I wasn't playing myself. Uh, and then from there I found the fellowship and I started memeing on, I was doing a lot of memes for a lot of different people at that point, but I started doing a lot of memes for Friday night tights. And mm -hmm. They uh, saw my memes and said, hey, you, you're doing great work. Have you ever thought about being part of a, a group and we, that helps each other? And I went, uh, sounds interesting. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm down, uh, you know, <laughs> just got to explain what it is. And uh, yeah, that's I think I was like either the third or fourth batch brought in. Uh, at that point, I think they had about 14, I think, uh, people part of the Legion. Um and so I, I was there from pretty early on and uh yeah we just you know from there we just all kind of we said okay we're doing friday night tights all of us were doing friday night, night tights at that point and so we said you know what there's a lot of other shows of other people in the community that we we could mean we could we could you know give them some entertainment and we could show them that we're out there supporting them and so yeah it started you know from Friday night tights. And now God, there's like 30 different shows that, that certain memers are doing across the, our, our, the spectrum of uh, mm -hmm. our fellowship. And uh, yeah. And then we all started making our own channels and started kind of branching out and actually become our own things. And so, yeah, now, now most of the memers have either a show that they're on or that they have their own channels that they're making stuff on. It's really kind of cool. So do you find it, because I know you, you've been on YouTube, the platform for a long time, but um, how's it now in the eyes of doing it yourself? Cause I found out when I started doing it myself, cause I've been doing this since like 2015 of October. I, I was, before I was just a viewer, it's so much different actually doing it and then learning everything that goes involved with this and actually advancing further and further to do it better and better than being the viewer. And I never fault the viewer itself. It's more like when people, when people say certain things about being a consecrator and it's like, yeah, I understand it from your point of view, but actually doing it, it's so much different. It's something you just can't really explain fully unless you're actually doing it, you know? Oh, absolutely. It, it, it was when I, f that's what kept me out of doing it for so long was it was just like, what, what does it entail? There's, there's not really a manual to it, uh, that I've, at least that I know of, uh, and yeah, just, just stepping in there and actually putting yourself in front of a mic and having to like, not think about, uh, how many people are seeing it and, and that stuff, just, just 
concentrate on the conversation and and doing that was really hard for me at first. The first time I did, I was like sitting there going, Oh God, this is so weird. <laughs> uh, but, and the work that goes into it, that's another thing people don't understand. Uh, especially for my show, get ranked all the stuff I have to do to get those episodes to go. I have to build the list. I first, I have to think the list up. I have to then create the list. Then I have to find all the pictures for it. Then I have to load the pictures on and make the tier list. Then I have to find three guests each week. Then I have to make the thumbnail. I have to make the, uh, opener. I ha there's like a list of seven things each week to get that one show taken off. Uh, and then, so that's why my second show, I made it a lot easier. <laughs> Just the thumbnail week. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's so much to it. And, uh, but also it, it's so rewarding when you get people who actually you get to speak to and who actually want to hear you speak. It's, it's very flattering to actually think that there's anybody out there who cares about what I say or, or care, you know, wants to hear my opinion. It's, it's it still amazes me that I have anybody watching me, to be honest. Hmm. So uh, I know I've seen the, uh, your show get ranked. Is there any other ranking shows that you want to do for anything coming up soon, actually? Uh, the next one, I had to take this week off because I just couldn't get to uh, getting everything done to get the show ready. Uh, I'm working on a project for work, and so this week's been real hectic. But next week should be uh, cartoon Christmas movies, uh, ranking those. Then after that, regular Christmas movies like A Christmas Story and Elf and stuff like that, that live action type stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, then after that, uh, I have literally a list of like 70 different lists I have to create. I, you know, so there's comic book ones, there's movie ones, uh, food ones. I, I, you know, anything I think of that I am all like, Hey, that, that work. I just put in my phone. So I have, you know, everything from ranking, uh, uh, chip flavors to ranking, uh, best, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies to, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, I, I have a ton of lists. It's just getting it actually done is the hard part getting choosing which one and then actually putting in the effort of of writing out the list and, and doing all that is, mm. is always a difficult thing but uh but i have fun with it it's you know mm. it's a fun show to do it's fun to have people uh all the different people on who have different perspectives and them talking about uh what they love about it how they feel about it arguing that's always fun <laughs> about them and uh yeah it's 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 been a fun fun show to do do you have a favorite one you've done after all this time? Uh, there's a couple that stand out. Um, one of the ones that was real surprising for me was the muscle cars. Uh, because my dad's always, um, a lot of my family's mechanics. Uh, yeah. For some reason, it skipped over my, <laughs> my generation. Uh, I am not good with cars. So when I put the list together and I brought the people on. I was all, I hope you guys know about cars because I can't help out on this one too much. I don't know enough. And we ended up having such good conversations. It was so engaging. There was so much to it. Uh, that turned out to be a really good episode, really fun to do. Uh, and, and people enjoyed it. So that was one of the surprising ones to me, but I've loved doing some of the, the food ones. That's real fun. The pizza one was fun. Um, this last one we did with the Godzilla was fun. Um, and then uh, the X-Men one was real fun just because uh, I, I I really enjoy the X-Men. That was That's one of the comic books I actually do enjoy, uh, really enjoy. And the Mortal Kombat one was real, real crazy too. So there, there's been a couple. Oh, you're muted. So you've had one with uh, <laughs> X-Men actually yes. that was interesting yeah yeah we uh it was me god who who was on that it was me my co-host dermy mm -hmm. um he, he's always on them that's uh he, he's well he tries to get out of it a lot because he'll be like i don't know that one that well uh but <laughs> it was me who else was on that uh kenzo uh mr bug and sheepsidian 
was the, the yeah guess. you guys are ranking them from their comic book appearances and movies and games and everything right i think um we usually whenever we do them we give uh a criteria judging criteria uh sometimes it involves that but sometimes it's uh well let's see where was that i could tell you the exact judging criteria judging criteria was on their powers their look team significance how how important they were to the x-men mm. and i usually if i can't think of another one or if it just fits i put in an x factor which i give the whoever the guest is their opportunity to have their own judging criteria what they think it kind of is important to the character and uh, i leave that up to each guest to decide so you judge on that so it's not necessarily their appearance it's it's on those criteria just the character overall were they a good character? Was the powers that they gave them cool? Uh, and how important they were to the X-Men? Were they like in there for three episodes and they really didn't accomplish anything? Or were they really significant like Wolverine or uh, Cyclops? You know, it's... it's mm -hmm. So, but... Oh, I wanted to also ask you about this one too. Because X-Men, you know, the you said you've been following since the comic books and stuff like that. So the X-Men movies, how do you feel about people trying to play revisionist history now, trying to act like those movies are always good? It's it's crazy because those movies have a lot of issues. And by a lot, I mean, there's a mountain of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm one of the few who'll admit that I wasn't the biggest fan of any of the original X-Men movies. I, I just, hmm. I, I thought it was such a good a good comic book to put to movies because you have so many characters and they're so different and, and it just they really could have done something good. And I hate that they went with the black leather and they had this disjointed uh, idea of it and it just carried throughout those first three movies. Uh, and I haven't liked any of the follow up ones, the first class or anything. None of those really. Uh, you know, we're that good. Uh, but yeah, it is crazy that now people look back on those and think they're, oh, no, I really like them. And so like, well, I always, you know, I never did. It's crazy because they were uh, not talked about in a really good way. Oh, it just depends on which ones. I think Last Stand was never good, never talked about ever good. Origin Wolverine was just, was that awful. even a movie for really, was that even really a movie for being honest here? Um First Class and Daisy Future Past, I think, think it was regarded as some of the best ones. Uh, Apocalypse is really bad. I, I Yeah, I stopped watching after Apocalypse. I thought that was just so trash. It's like, how do you ruin their their best villain? They, they literally ruined Mr. El Sabanur. Really? Fuck. Like, yeah. really? Fuck. And it was Oscar Isaac, and he was blue? What the fuck? Yeah. And, and we've the we've seen that they could do the blue and and uh, yellow suit for Wolverine in Deadpool. We've seen that it's possible because I remember when they first came out and they put them all in black leather. They're all like, "Oh, because the the costumes would look stupid," and that was the argument. And I was all like, "Yeah, that doesn't seem right to me." And now you see it in Deadpool, and I'm all like, "See, that's what that would have made the first movie." better if they each had their distinctive costumes and they weren't in black leather and it, yeah and yeah I've, I've never liked them i i do hate when people try to retcon uh their feelings about stuff in the future uh you know if a movie was good it would have been good back then it's not good eight years later because now some opinions have changed it, it it's still a bad movie and i i've never really been a fan of the movies to be honest mm -hmm. So, how do you feel about superhero movies now? Oh. <laughs> uh, bad. They're all bad. Uh, there's just... God, I'm trying to think of the most recent one that I've actually even semi-enjoyed. Um, God, I, th I think... I can't think of any. that For a long time. Uh... Like the the last Avenger Wars, I know a lot of people uh, Avengers movie. I I know that a lot of people had a problem with it. I I thought it was okay. I thought it closed out that arc oh, really Endgame. well. Yeah, Endgame. Uh, 
otherwise, everything past that has just been bad, 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 bad. I don't think any of them really have been fair to the characters. I don't think they're following the comics at all. I don't think they're even following their own stories at all. I, uh, I, I just, I've pretty much noped out of superhero movies at this point. Like every, if there's one that came out that I saw the trailer for and I went, Oh, I have to see that. I would probably go see it. I have been seeing the Spider-Man ones, but otherwise I, I've just really noped out of all them. I'm definitely not seeing Miss Marvel, even though, uh, Dermy was trying to get me to see it, uh, or not Miss Marvel, uh, the Marvels. Sorry, uh, yeah, I, I've just pretty much noped out of all of it. I just, I can't, I can't go there and just feel like shit the whole time. It's two hours, two and a half hours uh, of feeling like just dirt because you're seeing something mm. you really cared about or something you really enjoyed. Like I told you, I watched Thor: Love and Thunder in theaters. That was uh, that was rough. Yeah, that's just that was really rough. I was sitting here going like, me and a guy looked at each other like, and the other guy looked at me like, yeah. the fuck are we watching? What is it? We literally were like, what is this? Like, what the hell are we doing here? We're like, get off work, come there. This is some randoms. I don't know who the fuck these dudes, but I knew they just got to work because you know they're wearing like the work hats. They're on the green shirt. <laughs> that's all dirty. The boots and everything. Taking their kids, you know, because the kids got a good grade at school. They want to reward them and shit. I got there after work too. I was like, you know what? I'm a little tired right now. As you get off work, that's back back when I used to work on Thursdays because it was just been recently where I now don't have to have to work Thursdays like this one. And I like having Wednesdays and Thursdays off now. It's, it's way better actually. So when I would get off and I had to get up and work really early, like five, six o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. So when I go to – and I usually – my time to go to the movie theater to be on Thursday. I just go right after work. I would get off work super early. And I usually take a nap before. And I was like, you know, you know what? I'll go watch the movie, take a nap. Oh, sorry, go go oh, go home, take a nap, go to the movie theaters, go home, review it. Then I switch it up. I was like, you know what? I'll just, after work, go to the theater, watch the movie, come home, nap, then we'll review the movie. Yeah, no more of that for certain movies opening Thursday night. The, the last movie I watched opening Thursday night was this year. It was the the, the creator. Because I, I watched two, the superhero movies this year. The only one I didn't watch in theaters was Guardians 3 and uh, Blue Beetle. I watched everything else, actually. And, yeah, um... Only Across the Spider-Verse is the best one by far. It's not even close, yeah. really. That's it. Yeah. Shazam 2 sucks. Fucking Aquaman, Ant-Man 3 sucks. The Flash sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch it, Aquaman 2. I'm going to watch that. Maybe. Depends on how I feel. Yeah. I. I <laughs> it's sad, but I've gone to where if I'm going to watch these, I'd probably just, you know, go down to the beach. And, mm-hmm. and sail the high seas type situation. I don't think I would give Disney any money. Uh, I just, I, I, I don't want to support what they're doing. And the best way to tell them that I'm, you know, you're not going to be on board is to not give them a penny. So I've tried to, the only thing I've given Disney any money is I still have Disney plus, but that's because both my sister and my mother watch it. And I, you know, I don't want to tell them, sorry, you can't, you can't watch what you want to watch because of my, you know, protest here. So I've kept Disney plus for that only reason. Uh, but otherwise I don't really go see any Disney movies. So I, yeah, I've, but Aquaman two, I don't know if I'll see, it depends on how much Amber Heard's in it. Uh, I really don't want to see her. Uh, I didn't want, Oh, sorry. Correction. I didn't watch the Marvel's. I, I, I put out a ticket for it, but I the day I, I was supposed to go see it, I just got a refund for it. They just told me, hey, just just take a free ticket, go go watch anything else you want. Yeah. It's I was like, I'm not gonna sit there and watch Thor Love and Thunder. If I have to sit if I, if I sit at another Marvel movie and I see Thor Love and Thunder, I'm about to actually burn that theater to the ground because that because that is not an experience I won't ever have it again. That shit was yeah. trash. <laughs> that shit was so bad. Yeah. That and that's exactly what people are saying about it is that it's such a j- disjointed movie, it makes no sense, it's poorly made. Uh, obviously, no one cares too much for the characters, uh, mm-hmm. they you know, and yeah, it, it's it's just who wants to, it's two hours of just not liking it <laughs> at that point. I want to, there was a, a episode you had on for uh, Ladies' Night, so. Yeah. How could ladies' night work when you have 
Paul Hadouken on. That's a white guy. And True Pop's what? also a guy. And Kenzo's well, we, also a dude. And you're we, a dude. <laughs> when we did Ladies Night, it was that we were going to bring on multiple uh, girl guests. We have we have a lot of girls that are guests, but I wanted to do all guests who are girls. Uh, unfortunately, a couple didn't show up. A couple couldn't make it. So we ended up, it was a very weak Ladies Night. I think there was, uh, what, three? Or four uh at at certain points uh so yeah it, it was it was definitely i would say as far as being a ladies night a fail but we are planning on doing more i wanted to have a night where we could uh have different jokes made and different kind of feel to it and i just figured since bars have ladies nights why not do a ladies night but yeah, next time melee yeah melee we had uh horror on Marada. we had anna from Gamesland uh yeah we we but next time we'll we'll hopefully be able to have more on and uh but i always have the normal guys on kenzo's always on uh, ryan reaper and paul hadouken they're kind of the we call them the regulars uh at at the pub uh and so they're always there but ladies night is supposed yeah, to have you have this like bar thing going on yeah. how many yeah how often do you go to the bar and drink away your feelings <laughs> 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 not as much as i used to i used to uh, be pretty regular at a bar but I, after i moved up to the northern part of mm-hmm. california i haven't been going near as much mo and a lot because my streaming schedule i've gone so into the youtube and being on uh, different streams that now i don't really have a free night of the week to be honest uh, i do uh, 13 shows a week on uh, <laughs> yeah so uh but I used to go pretty frequently and I just, I missed the kind of feel of it and the, how it used to be, at least for me. Uh, and I've always been a big fan of the show cheers. Uh, the mm. idea of having these, this group of friends that shows up to your bar every week and you guys just sit there and talk about nonsensical thing and what's happening in your yeah. life and, and what's going on. And so when I, I contacted the guys and said, Hey, I want to do this show. I'm going to call BL's a pub. Uh, I want to have you guys on as my regulars. I want it to be a kind of show where we all have uh, ownership of it kind of in a way. So all the decisions that happen with the show, all that stuff, I put past the guys. I don't really do anything where I just say, this is the new way we're going to do stuff. I usually ask everybody, what do you, how do you feel about it? What do you want to do? And it's, it's been real good. It's it's real fun to do. We try to go in completely. No, no, uh, no. We're gonna talk about this. Just just whatever the flow of uh, where we go with it. And it's it's been a lot of fun. Sometimes it ends up with a little bit of a law in conversation, depending on uh, what time it was. But uh, for the most part, it's it's been real fun. Just doing a show where you just bullshit the whole time, essentially. Yeah, I um, I I had that adoption of my my show in my other show, the Nightwing Podcast, initially up front because I would have like topics playing. We would go over topics, but then you know I, I slowly but surely changed the vibe of the show, and I we did it with this one, the Iron Man Podcast, where um, after certain situations happened where I had to do another podcast outside of the one I originally had. Because YouTube maybe lose all the other ones I did before. Long story short, um, basically I went to. I just thought to myself, you know what? People vibe better when you have that feeling of just coming in like a bar and just talking and chilling. You know, yeah. and, I, and I get it. There's people out there that can have topics for a show and they go over them. And we know we do it sometimes. It's not all the time. We do it sometimes, but it's at the point where you know I thought to myself, the feeling. And the vibe that I wanted out of, out of something that I've really hold near and dear to my heart is like, you know, you had those conversations at school with friends. You're just sitting there just talking and chilling about yeah. just whatever. You were having like in-depth conversations, but it never got like hostile. It never got like um, like aggressive. It was just like, oh, okay. You think this is okay, cool. And you just kind of just move on with your life. I kind of wanted my show to reflect that. I wanted my show to have a ni- nice group of people who could vibe very well, no drama starting, and you, you could disagree, and then it's just like, you know, it's okay, it's whatever. Ain't nobody gonna get mad at you for having a different opinion. And I and I wanted the audience to see that too. I want the audience to notice that. Like, no, people can have different opinions on many things, but they, they, they can still have a great conversation, and we can all disagree, and, that, and it's fine. 
because the world would yeah. be pretty boring if we all agreed, right? So yeah. I want people to see that vibe and I'll to, to people, hey, it's, it's still possible. It's just got to do it with the right group of people. But, you know, I'm not going to have to, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm something I'm not because that's what I had to do with other groups that I had on when I was doing my other shows. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. This is what we're going to be doing. Other people want to go to other shows for that, they can, but this one's going to be this specific way because this is the best thing that I can produce for what I want out of my shows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, when I when I first started doing this, that's uh, one of the things I was noticing was is the best conversations that were happening were happening after we took the cameras off, after the show ended and we were all backstage just yeah. you know, talking about stuff. You know, it, it's good to have topics. It's always good to have topics. But the problem is, is everyone plans for those topics. They plan what they're going to say. They think about their their response and they they put it out there. It's sometimes it's fun just to go off cuff. Sometimes it's fun to mm -hmm. just see where conversations evolve to and what mm -hmm. comes out of them and what's and people aren't feeling like, oh, I have to make sure I hit this point and I hit this point. And I hit this point so that, you know, no, just let's, let's do this live. Let's do it just out there in the open, bare buck naked, show people your opinions, talk the way you're going to talk. Don't think about it too much and just discuss. And I've, when I saw that that was the way it was backstage, that people were joking more, that they weren't as, uh, you know, uh, guarded with their opinions and stuff, that it was just this kind of, I said, man, why the best show is after the show ends. Why, why isn't somebody recording this? And so that's, like I said, that, that was kind of originally where I said, Oh, I, I think I might do a show about that. And like I said, it just kind of, I, I brought on people who I thought, would be cool doing that that i had talked to backstage before and had great conversations with so i said mm -hmm. these guys i think will really be good kind of wild and live like that and uh yeah so sometimes we get into some weird conversations uh but it, it you know like i said nothing's nothing scripted nothing's thought about ahead of time this is just us being us and you know so yeah i i, I really enjoy doing that kind of uh way of way yeah of it's also you know like you get off uh, uh, i don't know if you uh have a current nine to five or whatever but like you know you have a, you know how you work a lot you come home you because two through theoretically if you wanted to do videos based off topics you could just do them by yourself you could just yeah. do it like a quick 10 minute video because Streamyard has it now too where you could just go and hit record you could just go and edit it however you want to put it up thumbnail you know uh description tags in screen all that shit just a lot to do in of itself. But if you really want to do topics on your, like whatever, about just any of the subjects you usually talk about, you could just do it like you did before with how, um, like if you did it for one piece of thing, that was your only video you put out where you talk about the, the one piece, um, live action show. If you, I told people, if I'm going to do topics, I normally would just do them by myself. I'm not saying I don't need anybody else's opinions, but it's like, we're probably going to agree on most of the things anyway, when it comes to like certain, like this stuff at this point now, I just kind of wanted to, to get off work and just chill. If I'm being honest here, you know, get off work and just just chill on shows, just see where the conversation goes, you know. Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah, we were we were planning on doing D and D reviews, and we were planning on doing a lot of stuff. And uh, Dermy's work has gotten a little more hectic, and it just kind of fell mm -hmm. through. Uh, so, like I said, I might do reviews again, but they're gonna be of older movies. I'm just gonna go back to the movies I love. 80s early 90s and just kind of review them and maybe maybe some people who haven't seen them will see those and go and watch those back when movies were really good um mm -hmm. is but right now it's it, you know I, i'm i'm happy with the two shows i'm doing uh and as i grow i i have said that as i grow i will add more content uh i have an idea for a show called pissing contest uh uh different stuff but uh yeah it's it's there's two i there's two types of uh panelist shows going on now the ones that are very structured and the ones that have no structure and i've tend to like the ones that have very little structure to them <laughs> uh, it's just like i said it's it's more my mentality but uh yeah yeah and like if you're gonna do a, a topic all you all you get get people i'll tell them in private chat hey gonna may may make this a you know a topic for youtube or whatever you know we gotta let's straighten up a little bit let's get it done then it just kind of goes back to normal you know yeah that's kind of how i just do it now because 
usually if we're going to keep that same charisma, but we, we get at least one topic out of the way, you know, that we're all super passionate about. It's just, you know, I think it's really awesome to show people that people like this can exist now, even with the amount of like crazy way that the political landscape is, you know, shown up because the, the political landscape is weird because literally anyone that disagrees with either, either side, like left or right, is considered like the opposition and like the worst thing ever. But, you know, Democrats really are evil, though. I'm, I'm <laughs> There's no such thing as a trans kid. Just saying. I don't know what that account was talking about earlier today. If anybody follows <laughs> that account, you let the woke virus eat your brain. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I've we've we've talked about that a lot. Uh that I'm I'm kind of politically homeless. Uh I I do I am more on the uh right, more conservative side, but I don't consider myself a Republican at all. I hate the Republican mm -hmm. Party. I, mm -hmm. I think it's uh it's essentially gone to complete trash. Um they're trying to ban like Grand Theft Auto Six and it's like yeah, this yeah. happens literally with like every Grand Theft Auto game that I've ever had the pleasure of existing through its like announcement phase because like i've only really 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 played like san andreas on the ps2 and i played the one that's on the psp it was like it was like vice city something or whatever every time a grand theft auto game comes out this happens every time it's happened yeah like since i can remember back when grand theft auto 5 dropped in 2013 this is what happened it's like bruh next 10 years it's gonna happen again grand theft auto 7 fuck I don't, I don't know how long. I don't know. That's crazy, man. Grand Theft Auto 5 came out when I graduated high school. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming out in 2025. And I'll be, at that point, 31 when that shit drops. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 took their time with it. But they were making so much money off the uh, online stuff that they didn't want to, you know, risk losing that. So that's probably why they've taken so long. Um but I, I've said I'm not too interested in this newest one. I I didn't really I didn't play five. I played the ones before that. Um, but I I've never been. It's never been like the game I look forward to the most. Um, but this new one just I don't like the uh, TikTok aspect of it. They're really pushing this uh, uh, e celebrity uh, TikTok mentality, and I'm like, yeah, I hate that uh mm. <laughs> this you know doing stuff for viral sake doing stuff that yeah. is uh retarded and and stupid but oh but i'll get likes i'll get likes and it's like i don't know if i want to play a game that's kind of centered around that and that seems like where they're going with it is this tiktok viral videos uh type thing and i, I just i'm not into that yeah uh, i think i theoretically probably should have like be putting a little bit more effort into things like TikTok and things like that, like promoting the shows, but it's just like, I don't, oh Lord, going on TikTok yeah. and make you slip my throat, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I am not a cloud chaser. Uh, if I was, I would do uh, reviews on all the latest movies and stuff. You know, if I was <laughs> chasing uh, likes, uh, I am not about that. I don't, you know, how can you build a game around a group of, of, kids who like will eat a spoonful of cinnamon or a tide pod it's like how's that game gonna in any way be fun it's just it's gonna be uh, yeah oh god <laughs> oh i hate it man because like now when it comes to like consecration I'm, I'm trying to hopefully get some stuff out next year in 2024 that's you know a lot more of what i used to do putting out videos consistently i want to try and get back on my consistent video uploading track record where i was uploading a good amount of videos to so at least at least one to two videos a day you know along with like the podcast and the game streams because you know i do love doing this a lot but you know having the life that i have right now is it's pretty hectic so i'm gonna try and make sure i get out some decent stuff you know with, with, but also with twitter it makes getting out news videos easy too you'd be like oh this person said this and they're a fucking piece of shit see Free <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i i i people who do more than one video a day that's what i'm impressed by because i'm i can't do videos i tried like i said the only i have a couple shorts on there and then the D, D review one uh and that was so much work trying to put together an actual you know 
thing I uploaded instead of just streaming. Uh, so I'm impressed with people who can do so many videos a day and stuff. Dermy's the same way. Dermy at one point was doing five videos a day. I was all like, how the hell do you do that and have a job on top of it? You know, my job takes up enough of my time. And so, and doing these two streams and, and going on streams at night has taken up every second of my day doing a couple memes here and there. Uh, it's just, I don't have any time other than what I'm doing right now. So, uh, I, I can imagine having to actually make videos too. It's crazy. Cause, uh, I want to say, um, how about like, do you, like even TV shows, have you watched any recent like TV shows that have caught your attention? Uh, right now I, it's, they're all still on their hiatus from the strikes. So luckily enough, no, I don't have mm -hmm. to have a, a watching TV schedule, but normally I've, I've, I used to watch so much TV, uh, and now yeah. I've pretty much I, I watch stuff again on stream. Uh, you know, shows I've already watched that I've liked uh, because the new stuff is just so bad. The only one I'm really uh, watch consistently is when it's out is the Rookie, and that's because the uh, main actor I really like. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. There, there's so many that just have gone downhill and I just don't care about. I don't watch any of the SVU or mm -hmm. I don't watch uh, any of the NCISs or anything like that anymore. I've, I've just noped out of pretty much every show. What uh, about anime? Are you more an anime now like a lot of other people? I watch... I'm kind of a normie about anime. I've watched a lot of the ones that everyone has. I watched Naruto all the way through. Uh, I'm working on One Piece um i've what other one uh i've watched all of bleach um dragon ball you know the the ones that everyone has watched uh but i am trying to get into more of the more like different ones and ones that people have been suggesting to me because i've been told that i'm missing out on a lot of good ones uh and so i've been trying to get into those more and, and stretch out and not just do the ones that everyone has. Like I like uh, my hero academia, but I'm behind. I'm like, I think I just uh, finished season two. Uh, so I'm a little behind on it, but I do. Just like finished that season one. Two. Okay. Did you like season one? I did. I, I really like it. I, at first I was, when I first started watching, I was all like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about that, but I really got into it. I really like the story. I really yeah. Season one is a slow burn to a certain extent. But when it gets to the final part, like the last two episodes of it, it really kind of seals the deal for season one. See, season one is short, so I told people just watch season one. It's only 13 episodes. Yep. They're like 25 minutes most, maybe. Maybe 20 minutes, actually. Uh, yeah. Did you like season two? Yes. Yeah, I've yeah, liked every... Yeah, it, it got it got really good. I really enjoy it. I really like how the characters are progressing, the story they're going with them, and uh, their evolution. Uh, I think it's a, just a really good anime all around. Uh, I definitely have to get back to it. Um, I it, It's just like One Piece. It's the same thing with One Piece. It was a slow okay. burn, like you said. It started off a little slow. I was like, I don't know if I, how I feel about this. And then, you know, once you really get into it, once you really kind of start getting the characters and where they're going and their progression and stuff, you end up just loving anime. It's so much better than the the anything you're seeing on TV here in America at this particular moment. Uh, much better characters, much better character progression, much better storytelling. It's just all around better at this particular moment. <laughs> well, it was awesome, you know, talking to you for the first time, man. You know, can't wait to have yeah. you on uh, again sometime in the future, actually. Uh, last two things I'll ask you is any other plans for your channel uh, you got moving forward in 2024, actually? Uh depending on how it grows i've like i said i've have ideas for other shows i want to uh do um where i want to go with them i just i'm i'm going to wait till the the channel actually grows a little bit before i you know actually put in the time it's going to take to do another show cuz the next one i really want to do is that one called pissing contest and that's just like get ranked it's a kind i'll have to actually do a list for and actually have to you know make materials to to work with 
And so it's going to take time. And the only way I really want to put any more time in is if people are enjoying what I'm doing. So we'll see. But otherwise, I'm just going to keep being on other people's shows, keep, uh, you know, uh, putting out material of my own and, and hopefully uh, more and more people like it and, and want to stop by and check it out. And uh, any shout outs you want to give to anyone in particular and anything else you want to say before you head out? Uh, just, you know, if, if you're part of this community, uh, you know, participate in the community, go out there, check out new shows, uh, give likes, give, give, you know, uh, criticisms on our shows because it really helps creators, uh, when we see that you guys are enjoying it, that you guys are, are tuning in, that you're, you're caring about what we're making and producing and you're, you know, the people who who support us, the people who tell us we're doing a good job, it means a lot, and it shows that you want us out there. And so, yeah, just anybody out there, just keep doing it. Just keep liking our stuff, keep tuning in, and we'll, you know, give us give us the support that that we care about. <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome talking, man, for the first time, and best of luck on your creative endeavors moving forward. And we'll see you guys later. Have a great day, everybody. Peace out, everyone.